Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about getting outside. I'm Lady Bounce. I am Picket Fence. All right, so you got a mindfulness minute for us, I'm assuming. Yes, I do. Um, kind of, I'm going to tie this into the mind, you know, what we're talking about today. And what it's called is a third space. You will have little glimpse of eternity strong along your path as you're, as you <coughs> pursue the path of inner cultivation. You will notice beauty in everyday life that would have previously escaped notice. Let these little signs become encouragement to develop deeper, to risk a little more, and to take your practice further. Allow your practice of meditation to go from being mind, a mild stress reliever to becoming a major part of your life. Look upon your practice as being just as important as your career, your marriage, and sort of a space in between work and home. Okay, now how I'm tying that today is like it's ended with finding a space in between work and home. Most of us just have work and home. That is our life. Besides going to the store, we're in the, caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. And so much with all that we've gone through in the last year that, you know, a lot of people are scared to go far out. You know, and, you know, you want to go on vacation because we're programmed that you have to go to all these exotic places. You see some people still doing it no matter the risk. And what I want people to know is I was uh, watching this seminar earlier is that it is very important to explore your own environment. There are great wonders all around you. And like I said, and you would notice beauty that you previously didn't even notice. I mean, think about where we're at in Ohio. There's so much to do in Ohio that people seldom talk about. And I'm, and I'm not talking about amusement parks okay. and things of that nature. We have a natural lake. We, we're right by Lake Erie, not too far, two and a half hours, three at the most from Lake Erie. Uh, we're not that far from Lake Michigan, you know, maybe five hours. Um, and then we have the uh, Ohio River. We have all these cabins with, that are in scenic places like Hocking Hills. We have communities like Yellow Springs. Uh, and we have where we went last week, which is to the mounds of Miamisburg. Um, we also have places like Fort Ancient. We have the Serpent Mounds. And we just have a lot to explore that is very close to us. And, and a lot of these places are really powerful, spiritual places and meaningful to history also. So there's a chance to get out in your own environment and not even going far away. We have uh, Cox Arboretum. We have Sunwatch Village. We have, what's the place that I went on? Um, to the field trip with Amira. Oh, uh, Audubon. Oh, Allwood. Allwood. Audubon Allwood. 
You know, Audubon Center, Allwood. You know, we have a lot of exploring. We have lots of parks in our area. We, uh, not too many years ago, discovered uh, Sycamore State Park. And that was just mind-blowing because that's like 10 minutes away. Right. So there are a lot of things that you can do to get out and feel like a vacation without spending a lot of money and without going real far and have to worry about being amongst a lot of people and things like that. And there are a lot of benefits you can get from being out in nurture. We always talk about how being out in nature is a way to ground yourself. Definitely. I am, I'm coming into um, being outside more than I ever have before. I've always consider myself a self-proclaimed city girl and outdoors is not for me unless I'm getting in the car or out of the car to go wherever it is that I need to go. I've never um, had an interest in like gardening, although I like pretty flowers. I like to eat the the things that come from a garden. I personally don't want the, the upkeep of a garden, you know, vegetable or flower, but I like to look at them. I like to to be surrounded by it. So if I could you know, pay a gardener to make everything around me beautiful so I could go outside and sit in it, that'd be great. I watch um, some DIY shows and it, they make it look so easy and they make it look so fun. But if you don't have a green thumb or you don't really have that desire, then, you know, it makes it a little bit harder to do that. However, I do like going places like scenic parks and um, going to the excuse me, going to the mound was really great. It was really peaceful. And then towards the end, there were some other people who came, you know, up to the top of the mound. And I was hoping beyond hope that they wouldn't start talking and ruin the ambiance of the, the spiritual connection that you should feel, you know, as you sit there. Definitely. So while I did listen to music in one ear, as I sat there, it was music that, um, that was helping me to process through a lot of things. I, um, like listen to some of my dad's favorite jazz tunes as I'm continuing to go through the, the grieving process with that. So it was very calming. It was coming right off the death of DMX. So I listened to a little bit of DMX and got a little bit, you know, more in tune, just, you know, more serene. So I didn't need to talk. And, and for somebody who likes to talk to not talk and take those breaks from talking was actually really great and, and so affirming that I don't always have to feel the space with words like I can allow other things to feel the space so in that moment everything seemed a million miles away work stress drama all of that just seemed like it wasn't there as I sat there so I know for me that being out in nature is something that I need to do more of because my body and my mind really enjoyed it and it needed that that reconnection to something bigger than myself so I did learn that part about myself last week. That was great. Yeah, I mean, and it's real dope. That was the second time we've been to the mound, which is crazy, being that we are from, you know, the area where it is. Um, I even know, you know, our friend Cooley, shout out to little bro Cooley. He said he's never been out there. And, then, you know, yeah, and the first time I went out there was just a couple of years ago. Now, I have been to the Serpent Mound. I went there when I was in elementary school, but I haven't been there since then. So you're talking about, Jeez, 30 something years since wow. I've been there. And I've never been to Fort Ancient. Um, I've never been to Hocking Hills. Nope, me neither. Um, 
What's that other place that people go during Christmas to look at the Christmas lights? Oh, Ludlow Falls. Ludlow, I've never been there. Or the um, Troy Falls, which are they're they're kind of close to each other. Yeah, I've never been to either one of those. What? Yeah, and those are places right in our environment. I went to Ludlow Falls a lot as a kid, and and the very first time I went, I was so naive this is shows how young i was and didn't know much i thought that was niagara falls until i did more research and found out what and where niagara falls really truly is i was like oh this isn't niagara falls at, at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah now i have been to niagara falls which is crazy because that's so you know far away from where we're at um but yeah i've, I've i know there's a lot of places in ohio that um that I haven't explored, you know, that are really beautiful sceneries, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and we have a lot to explore in our area. And like I said, we're not even talking about museums and things like that. We're talking about the natural environment that's in your area that you have an opportunity to go out. And like I said, that gives you a chance to go somewhere and still avoid the big crowds of amusement parks and things of that nature um so we went to the mound and and that that's that's my goal for this summer i mean i know the kids would like to go back to the beach um and we do plan on going back to the lake which is in ohio so you know that's cool but just exploring some of our local natural attractions definitely and you know the uh the Department of Parks and Rec, for those who don't know, they put out a guide at, they, they usually put it out three or four times a year, but the new one is out now. And it, it talks about, you know, with COVID guidelines, what things are open and what things are not open and, and different ways to explore and still keeping yourself safe if you are, you know, worried about, not, I won't say worried, I'll use a different word. If you are concerned about COVID, you know, and COVID guidelines, the the newest guide does provide spaces that are um not densely populated so there aren't a lot of people there when you go it talks about peak times where it's more people are going to be there at this time and this time so you can go on those off-peak times or those off-peak days and still be able to see some of these sites and and experience and experience them either mask free or lightly masked because i know we all need a break from our mask being outside is a great way to get a mask break and still be able to nurture your mind, your body, and your spirit. But if you go to an outdoor concert and there's a thousand people around, you probably don't want to take a mask break. But if you go somewhere that's scenic and there's fresh air, lots of trees, definitely. I know that was, I read that the other day in the guide that places that have lots of trees are much better for you to be at without a mask because we know that trees provide chlorophyll and oxygen and all of these things that we need that are good for our bodies. So I encourage you to to get out to a spot that has a lot of trees, a lot of scenery. If you could get to somewhere that has trees and water, then you're going to have have an experience of really clean, pure air because the water and the trees work together to clear the air. And if you're a water person like me, I'm not a swimmer, but I love water. I'm fascinated by it. I like to watch it. Then then we really have a lot of places where you could just go and sit and watch the water. You know, if you find if that's your, you know, your cup of tea, if you will. Hey, like the old watchman saying, um, 
two part hydrogen, one part oxygen. It's the element of life. You know, <laughs> yes. I, you know we are water-based creatures in a sense. You know, what did I say? We're 70% um, water, something we like that? We are 70% water, yes. So, you know, um, I mean, it's a great thing to do. And like I said, and, and, and spiritually being in nature, it helps ground you because we are on this earth. You know, this is our home. But the earth is also a living organism itself. Yes. You know, it's a living, breathing entity. That's why we have trees to control the oxygen. We have rivers to clean the ways to the oceans. You know, we have oceans that have all this this food that we eat if you eat fish. Um, we have this, we need great soil to produce the vegetables and fruits we eat. So, I mean, it's important to ground yourself to nature and also help you gain a respect for nature and all that it gives us from the trees you know, from the rivers to the lakes, to the food in the waters, to um, the food that comes out the ground, you know, from the sun in the sky, which provides us with so much nutrients. You know, like we always say, get out and get that vitamin D. Yes. You know, so, I mean, all of these things are very, very important. And like I said, with all we've gone through in the last year and a half now, it's good to get out and, um, you know what I'm saying, get out in that fresh air, good out in nature, you know, and, and, and not live so much in fear. I was watching a, another seminar the other day and, you know, it says something like there's like 300,000 viruses in the air. Mm-hmm. There's like 20,000 in your body already, you know, so we've been pumped with so much fear it kind of can drive you stir crazy and like i said that grounding getting out in nature to help reground yourself it's like a, a restart you know what i mean i i definitely know what you mean as i was talking to a co-worker today and we were talking about you know mask because we're we're state testing right now so we have to be masked up all day long the students have to be masked up all day long and so in my test room I opened three of the windows and I told my students that, you know, you have your shields up on your desk and they all have a shield, a shield that our custodian attached to all the desks. So I said, with your shield up, the windows are open. If you need a mask break, I fully understand. Take your mask down. I have hand sanitizer, disinfectant spray and Lysol wipes. And this is my script. I tell them I have hand sanitizer, Lysol wipes and disinfectant, disinfectant spray, whatever you need to make yourself feel comfortable about being in this space. And so they're like, oh, my God, thank you, because I work at this job and I got to wear a mask for seven or eight hours. And and I work at this place and I always got to wear a mask. And when I go here, I got to wear a mask. So my my kids are just as tired of mask life as the rest of us are. But as we've said on this show before, you have to change your mindset and how you think about it and how you talk about it. Because if you talk about it in such a negative light, then it's going to make you, you know, be angry or be negative about the situation versus, you know, at this point it is what it is. It's something that we have to do. These are guidelines to keep us and other people safe. So we just kind of do them. It's the same as, you know, following the traffic laws. You stop at a red light because you know it's for public safety or you, you know, you 
don't do certain things in public. You don't yell fire in a crowded theater because in the interest of public safety, we know that, that that's not appropriate behavior. So in talking to my kids, trying to get them to understand, get out in fresh air as much as you can. You know, like they take the bus to get there. So they have to wear a mask on the bus. I'm like, well, while you're walking to the bus stop, take your mask off, get a break, you know, get some of that fresh air because your body needs fresh air. And like you said, there's already a billion viruses running around. So, you know, it's okay to, to breathe, pun intended, and to, to live a little bit and to kind of relax so that you're not so uptight. Um, and with that, when you're taking those mass breaks, take deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, inhale the good and exhale the bad in every capacity because we we are you know living on this planet it is a living breathing organism so when you take in its sights and its sounds and its air then you are able to appreciate it more and you are able to to wrap your minds around that if we don't take care of our planet we don't have another planet to go to so it kind of gets you thinking when you're you're seeing trash around you know in places where trash shouldn't be it might encourage you to not throw your trash out the window when you're driving down the street. It may encourage you to tell, you know, the people in your neighborhood, hey, let's have a neighborhood cleanup and mm -hmm. let's let's do better and be better about taking care of this wonderful planet that we get to inhabit and, and to see these wonders that God has created for us and given to us. It just gives you a whole new appreciation when you change your mindset of how you look at the things around you. Definitely. Definitely. And that, and that brings us to um, our self-care assignment today. And that's our self-care assignment for this week is about appreciating your surroundings. Even if you live in a cult, even if you don't live in a cultural Mecca, you can still appreciate all the things in your area has to offer. As you go through your ordinary day, stop occasionally and be mindful of what your community offers. Maybe it's a beautiful vista or friendly neighbors. Maybe it's a thriving writer's community. Say a few words of gratitude and think about ways to join and support your community. To really get a sense of what's going, what your town have to offer, be a tourist for a day or a weekend. Plan a trip just like you would uh, to visit any other community that you would go to. Visit a website for your town or your state and be, be that full tourist. Look up music festivals, art exhibits, and cultural events. Or you can just ask a friend and the locals what they recommend that you see or you do. So that's your self-care assignment for this week. Get out in your community and find out what there is to do. Big Ohio status if you're in our area. Big, Big Ohio, Ohio status. <laughs> so with that, when you when you say, you know, get out of my neighborhood or get out of my area, do you have some places that are favorites for you that you frequent? So if somebody was asking for suggestions, they say, hey, pick it. I got some time this weekend. I'm trying to get outdoors. Where should I go? Um, Right. Real century local in that area is uh, for me would be I would say Island Park. I would say because Island Park is connected to two other parks. You have Island Park, you have Triangle Park, and then you have the Weeds. And you can walk 
on a path from Island Park up to Triangle Park. Uh, and you can leave Island Park and go over to Dewey's Park also. So they're all kind of like in the same area and you know, and they're connected. Or you could go what direction south from Island Park and walk down to Riverscape. Okay. Uh, I know that when we do the breast cancer walk, we usually walk from, um, I forget what it's called now, but it was formerly Fifth Third Field, the baseball field that's in downtown. And we walk down to Island Park and then you loop the back down to Riverscape. So, you know, the, and now they're really starting to build up the river there um, with docks and stuff like that for people that are kayaking, canoeing type of thing. So it's real scenic walking beside the river if you're walking from Riverscape to Island Park. Um, but like I said, if you're walking from Island Park to Dewey's, Dewey's has all those beautiful flowers. Um, it sits, sits by a museum, Boonshoff. There's also a, a, um, a play theater over there. So there's lots of flowers which uh, draw the attraction of lots of different pretty birds and things like that. So that would be the closest to us. Um, I new, newly discovered Wesleyan Park, which is right around the corner from where we're at. Um, excuse me. Um, it's not that big, but it's right. A, it's right on the river too, and it's got some um, nice like hills if you're trying to get exercising. It's like a basically one big hill, mm -hmm. you know. And there's a lot of scenery over there too. Um, and like I said that the one where you take the field trip there's a lot of birds over there and that sits on the river also um they have a lot of not only wildlife but um different types of trees and different types of plants um but island would be the go-to it's right and basically in this you know in the middle of the city what about you what would you suggest well if i was just going local um I would say Cox Arboretum. It's out by the Dayton Mall. They have an amazing butterfly garden that is indoor and outdoor. So if you're not wanting to have a full outdoor experience right away, they have three different trails um, that you can walk. So one, and they, they outline the mileage of the trail and they say, if you're a beginning walker, this, this trail from start to finish is only a mile. Then they have another trail that if you walk the trail and they all start and end at the same place. But when you get in the middle, they just kind of weave in other directions, but you still end up back where you started, which is important because you don't want to walk so far where you get lost or you don't want to walk so far that you're tired and you can't get back. So in taking the one of the longer trails all along the trails, they have little markers where you could read interesting information. And then it even tells you in this section of of the park, look up and you'll see this kind of bird or you'll see this kind of butterfly because it inhabits, you know, like they planted flowers in different areas that draw the different types of butterflies. So if you wanna see like these four types of butterflies, take this trail. If you wanna see this kind and these kinds of birds, take this way. And then they have a longer trail that I think is about two and a half to three miles from start to finish. And then when you come back, it's, and it's all self-guided. So when you come back, it recommends which butterfly houses to go into. You can go in all of them, or you can go in just the ones that house the butterflies that were on your trail. So in case, you know, you saw, you know, the kombucha butterfly 
And you're like, well, I don't know what that looks like. You can go in the butterfly house and see that kind of butterfly. And then you may notice, oh, I did see that on my trail, but I didn't know that that's what it was. So it's definitely, uh, it's really great. They do have some guided tours, but the guided tours only happen a couple of times a year. It's usually for field trips or during the early spring and summer. But they also carry, they have a butterfly festival twice a year. And it's right, it should be happening right around now when the butterflies start to hatch from the chrysalis. It, it's just really amazing. So that would, that would definitely be a go-to spot for me. And then they have like a, a tree house, kind of what they have at Boone Shop. And it's very quiet. And they even have a sign up that says, you know, when you enter, voices are off, you know, like only talk if need be, if necessary. Because when you're in there, they have speakers that are posted on the trees outside. So you can actually hear the wildlife that you may or may not have seen as you were walking. They also have a, a huge a huge pond and then they have a lake and then there's different types of fish and frogs and things in the lake. So if you can sit by the edge of the, the lake and just watch the frogs jump and they do jump out of the water. I, I remember taking my, um, my fourth graders there a couple of years ago and one of my students screamed when she saw the frog jumped and I was like, it's just a frog, it's okay. And she was like, but he was jumping on me. He wasn't, he was just jumping out the water but it was really funny to kind of watch her you know, be amazed that there are real frogs here and they do move and they, you know, they feed them and everything. So that would be my first spot if you were trying to stay in the city, if you were being local. If we're going to get in the car and we're going to drive, then South Beach would definitely be my next go-to spot. You know, you even mentioned it in the song when you said, let's take a trip up north to South Beach. And people were so confused because when they say South Beach or you think South Beach, you think South Beach, Florida. But we actually have a resort here in Ohio called South Beach Resort and Hotels. And it is up on Lake Erie. And just sitting in that gazebo, kind of out away from everything, watching the water, watching the fish, watching the boats, that was very calming and, and serene for me. So if we're doing a road trip at South Beach, if we're going to stay local, I'd go Coxaburetum, even Riverscape, because I love water. So for me, it's anywhere where I can watch water. Word up. Yeah, I definitely got to get to that Cox Library. I've, I've never been there. But you just mentioned kombucha. People drink the kombucha butterflies? Think that they drink? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I would just throw that out there. Just oh, to, okay, okay. I was saying it because like we're very familiar with like a monarch butterfly. We're very yeah. familiar with like a moth butterfly. But if there's, they have over 315 species of butterfly. There. Oh, okay, okay. So you get to see them all. And some of them do have really funny, quirky kind of names and everything. Some of them are named for the places where they are actually native to. And the ones that aren't native to here, those are the ones that are only housed in the butterfly houses because our climate and environment are really not native for them. So they're oh. locked up in the butterfly houses, but you can go see them and they're moving and they're alive and everything. Oh, cool, cool. Well, let's drop it to my favorite part of the show. Brain science, science, science. All right. So our brain science this week tells us it's going to talk about the benefits of de-stressing outdoors. It seems too easy, right? There's no way that simply going outside can help you feel better. But you're wrong. Many research studies say it will do just that. When was the last time you really spent time outdoors just for the sake of being outdoors? Look at some of these amazing benefits of de-stressing outdoors. You will get the vitamin D you need. There's not a lot of it in the foods that we eat, 
In fact, the best way to get enough vitamin D is to be exposed to the sun. In the summer, this isn't too hard, but in the wintertime, it can be challenging. So get outside even when it's cold. You'll feel better and your mood will improve. You'll strengthen your immune system. We tend to think that being outside in the cold can get you sick, but sickness usually comes from being exposed to others in an indoor setting. So being outdoors will help you improve your immune system. As you are exposed to dirt, allergens, and more outdoors, your body becomes better equipped to handle those things later. So if, you're, if, you, so if your kids need a good reason to go outside, this is it. You'll pack in the endorphins. Sure, you can enjoy nature by just sitting outdoors. There's nothing better than swinging on a hammock or sitting next to a campfire. But most of the things we do outdoors are active. Walking down the block, hiking in the mountains, swimming in the lake, etc. When you move your body, you produce endorphins that will help you feel good. Outdoor activity is the ultimate de-stressor. You'll cut your stress. Studies show that being in nature lowers your stress hormones, cortisol, and decreases your heart rate. That is important. Lastly, you will improve your mood. Walking in nature can help ease depression and anxiety. Stress affects both your body and your mind. Taking the time to go outdoors may help reduce some of the stress and help you feel better. Spending time outdoors has numerous benefits to your body and to your mind and can also improve your mood. Word up. Word up. And if you need to keep improving your mood, you are welcome to come join us on our journey to self-care and self-love and at mental health care and protection, which is all so important. By doing the things that we do on our show, we show you, you watch us, you pass on the information, pick it, tell them where to find us so they can keep flying with us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Anchor or wherever you find your favorite podcast. If you would like to help us out with a donation, you can become a patron of the Fly With Us podcast by going to patreon.com backslash Fly With Us podcast. And we'd like to thank you all for taking this journey with us. We are in a journey with you. And also, we are still running a giveaway. So please, please come to our page on Facebook and comment and tell us what's your favorite thing to do for self-care. And along with, um, like we talked about the local things in our area, let us know some of the local spots in your state, wherever your state is. We'd like to come to your state and hit up nature there too. Road trip, road trip, road trip. Word up. It's your boy Pick a Fence. I'm Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace. Peace.